Welcome to Streets and Eats, the podcast where we want to inspire your next trip by telling you about some fantastic destinations and the best food to eat while you're there. Now remember, until the world opens completely back up and we all feel safe to travel again, this is a great time to be researching and planning for that next trip. I know I'm missing travel so much. I, I can't. I, Every it's time getting... I see something on TV, oh, we were watching Star Trek Discovery the other day and they were... In with, Iceland. The setting oh. was in Iceland. Oh my God, I want to go to Iceland again so bad. Anyway, this in this episode, we're heading to Spain. We're heading to Spain and we wanted to do another one of our popular top five places in Spain. But let me tell you something. I didn't like the way it was going before because Jim and I would spend more time arguing before the podcast about what our top five are. I mean, these places we've gone to it's over so and over again, and there's so many beautiful places. Yes. I mean, if you could, I mean, I expect everyone to just try and spend as much time in the country we're talking about because they are all worth it. But we've been to Spain, oh gosh, more times than I can count. We have good friends who live in Rota and we go down, we would go down there quite a bit when we were living in Europe. And it's the first place I'm going back to when we head back to, to Europe again. But so we're going to change it up a little bit. Instead of just having argued offline the whole time and deciding our top five, I wrote mm. down my top five. He wrote down his. And uh, we're going to sort of have a little. Than five that I wanted to talk about. Well, I actually have six too. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we're going to sort of have like a little. So we'll whittle it down to We're going to whittle it down together. with you, and hopefully you can agree with us or disagree, and maybe your top five will be a little different than ours. That's okay. And that way, everybody gets to hear a little bit more than just the five places the that five we ultimately places. came up with. Yeah. Well, we'll see how it goes. We might change back to the other way. <laughs> this is an experiment. All right. So All right. the first time I went to Spain, and you know- it, I think it's part of the human psyche. The first time you do something is maybe the most memorable, the first and the last, of course. So for me, the first time I went to Spain, I was, I was very young. I think I was probably 21, 22. And it was a TDY. I was in the Air Force. And I had gone down with a couple of other of my mechanic associates, compadres, to recover a stranded jet that needed to be repaired. Uh, we had a base at the time in Torjon, just outside of Madrid. So the first place I went to in Spain was Madrid. Well, it should have been a pretty easy fix, and we would have just spent one night and then hopped back on our transport plane and flown home the next day without really getting a chance to do anything. But the engine mechanic that I was with, I don't know if he didn't know what he was doing or if he was doing this on purpose, or if there's really a problem that couldn't be solved. But the job we needed to do that should have taken five hours ended up taking a week and a half. And we would work for a couple hours on the plane and try a few different things to fix this thing that he had trouble with. Uh, and then put in an order for a part. And of course, we had to wait for a day for the part. So we would have a good... 18 hours to go off and explore. So into Madrid, we would go. Well, my first place to add to our list uh, is Madrid, and but specifically um, the Plaza Mayor. Now, of course, it's the main square in Madrid. It's one of the oldest 
in one of the oldest parts of the city. And it's a pretty stupendous main square just to visit. And if you'd like to go out and spend some time at night partying and having a good That's time. That's where the fun is. You want to go to Plaza Mayor. And, and when a- we were young, like Jim said, it was one of the first things we did. And we both loved it. And for years and years and years, Spain was definitely, Madrid was definitely our favorite city in the world. Yeah. I think as I got older and I kind of outgrew that party. Well, Madrid has changed quite a bit. That partiness in me, that partying Corinne, which I never had much of anyway. No, you didn't. Um, <laughs> uh, there were other parts of Spain that I think I like better. Well, I- well, but let me give my argument for the Plaza Mayor. The the square itself is great. I mean, it's a beautiful square. It it's got I, cafes and shopping around the around the edges of it in uh, these column the uh, columns and arcades, and it's just beautiful. It is beautiful, but. If you go outside the square and around the corner and down uh, the street where the foundations are built into the earth and there are little tapas bars and taverns. And they're open almost all night. And those are open, yeah, all night long. And each little one has its own specialty tapas. It is cool. So you go tapas hopping from one to the other. And then from there, you can keep on going down to probably the most popular Tapa Street uh, in Madrid, the Calle de la Cavabaja. And you could just spend the entire night into the morning trying different tapas, drinking wine, having a great time. I mean, it is fun. Madrid has changed a lot. It's no longer our favorite city. Uh, It's lost that. It's just not quite as polished or as. I don't know. The last time we were there, it was pretty um, seedy. It was really pretty seedy, and there were a lot of uh, human traffickers. There were propositions. There was a lot of things that just were did not make us feel as comfortable as we used to feel. But in saying that, the Plaza Mayor is pretty darn cool for sure. Um, Well, one of the first things I had, you probably wouldn't even think of, because. This place, I don't really like big cities as much as I like small places. This place is as small as it gets. It's called El Rocio, mm. and it's in Doñana National Park. Yeah. And it's only about an hour and a half from Sevilla, so it's in southwestern Spain. And what it is, is is this old, it's like an old western town with a, with a Spanish flair. And all the houses, of course, have that whitewash, and they're very ornately um with their, their their frames are very ornate they have like the rounded top and then like a little lip and then they're just very cool looking painted they have tile. cast iron beautiful lamps throughout town and there's not really any cars you have to park in a parking lot and you can't drive all the way in there they can drive if they live there oh and they're all dirt roads and they're all dirt well, it's dirt, all sand. sand yeah it's all sand so and then there's these horses that will take you around i mean it's so western it's so different it's a national park so you can see flamingos there mm. and all kinds of bird life it's great and for birding Yeah, it was beautiful. It was just stunning. The whole place was just stunning. And we stayed there overnight. So we stayed in in a hotel there. And at night, it looks like just all gas lit lamps. And they're... It's just this beautiful place. It's got a great feel to it. It's it's just nothing like... And even anything else in Spain, really. 
But now that's a pilgrimage town. And it's a pilgrimage so town. plan your that's how it visit really, ac- accordingly. Yeah. I mean, the it pilgrimage is interesting up. to see. Yeah, it is. But at the same time, you probably wouldn't be able to stay there. Yeah. Because it is. Not without some serious Completely planning. full. And there'd be lots of crowds. What it is, is they found a wooden um, icon of the Virgin long, long ago, hundreds of years ago. And... Um, they, of course, built a church and then they called the church the Hermitage. And you can still see the Virgin in the Hermitage. But what the pilgrimage is, is every year, thousands of pilgrims come in covered wagons to see or walk to see this this um, Virgin. It's pretty cool. Uh, anyway, it's nothing. The, the food is good. The people are neat. But there's not a whole lot of people around. It's really kind of a, it's just a really cool place. It's a great place to go to explore the the national park that's nearby. Yeah. And, and it was just really pretty and just secluded and the flamingos were gorgeous. That is more gorgeous. our style, I guess. It's more my style. I mean, I'm you're sure. going to probably fly into Madrid anyway. So to say that's a top, I'm not sure I would. Well, I tried to stay away from my top five. I didn't say Madrid or Barcelona, which, by the way, I love them both. Both great places. Um, because I just feel that you're probably going to go there. Anyway. You're going to go there anyway. And there are so many other places to go that are cool. Anyway, so El Rocio is my was my number one pick. Okay. Well, and you can see why. Yeah. So my my second one, and I think we'd probably have some agreement on this one, was Mahon, which is the port city. Uh, um, in or on Menorca, which yeah, is yeah, but Bayeric I didn't Islands. pick Menorca actually. I picked um, Mallorca and Palma, but really, I think just our whole trip That's to the Balearic Islands was amazing. And we loved Ibiza. We loved Ibiza. Now, I did not think I was going to like Ibiza because well, it's a party. I'm going to Ibiza. Oh, 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 for years. And it is a party city. It's a party city. And there were partiers there. But we went for a day from Mejon, I think. Yeah, we took the ferry. Early early morning ferry and then a late night ferry back from, no, from It wasn't too late. It was just early evening, I think. But it was a day trip. And we hike in Ibiza. It's got a stunning castle. You get up high and you can see out to the turquoise blue waters. And oh my gosh, it was just stunning. But I wouldn't want to stay there because all it is for me. For us. Now, if you like to party, then that's that's where you want to stay for sure. And we would, it, it could definitely be on our top five for both reasons for people who love to party. Or if you don't let but the party. regardless, I would go to the Balearic Islands. Yes. And, I mean, it's just wonderful. I think Mallorca itself was cool because it had that um, the most dangerous road. Oh, the yeah. Serra de Tramontuna, Sacalobra. And then that's where the it's bicycle teams. It's the most teams. dangerous because of all the bicycle teams. Well, not just that. The curves <laughs> and the... Yeah, it's a there were a lot of bicycle road teams. to drive. And yeah. I don't know if I can handle the bicycle up the mountains yeah right but the down could be fun could be dangerous but anyway they're all beautiful they have beautiful beaches we went in spring which was just stunningly gorgeous there were flowers everywhere on menorca when we went to to mahon out to do you remember the fort that guards the Mm -hmm. harbor uh it's an old 18th century i think was built by the british when they were there uh it's a great place to explore, but then you get those like carpets of wildflowers growing around it Stunning. in the spring with the with the clear cobalt blue ocean. 
crashing into the cliffs below. Uh, I just love that. It was a great, gorgeous. Those are great islands. And we stayed in um, Airbnbs, but the Airbnbs seemed to be run a little bit differently than they are in other places. They were always part of the house, yeah. but you had your own. It was kind of like a regular B&B. Right. Bread and breakfast, but they were under Airbnb. Right. That's how we found them. And the one in Menorca was a, a an old 15th century mansion that had been converted. It's just Gorgeous. a very cool place. I mean, I highly suggest anybody go to the Balearic Islands. And what's cool about it is there's not t- there are tourists there. I mean, there are tourists for sure, but nothing like Marcelona. Well, time of year or- will make a difference too. It, it, they're, they're, the Balearic Islands are very popular among uh, the United Kingdom travelers. So they're, they are big winter getaway places. So that could make a difference too. the timing. Yeah. And I'm sure they have lots of resorts, but we didn't go. And guess who we saw while we were there? The King of Spain. The King of Spain for mm-hmm. Easter services. For Easter services. He was in the Palma Cathedral and everybody was waiting and we were like, what's going on? They're like, the king is coming. The king is coming. We're like, okay, we're staying to see the well, king. And we we've did. We've seen Prince Harry in uh, yeah, Botswana. Know. So we might as well see the king of Spain as well. That's right. We're all about that royalty. We didn't shake his hand or anything. No, no, no. We just stay back. And, and it did make for a lot of crowds that morning. Yeah, so but it was neat. It was kind of fun. Okay, so, okay, so the Balearic. I did have the Balearic islands. islands because that was such an amazing trip. We had so much fun. So that should make our top five, I think. Yeah, for sure. And El Rocio. Um, the next thing I had, um, maybe you remember this trip. We went up to Galicia. And Galicia mm. is the top, the northwest corner of Spain. Right. Completely different than Completely different than the rest of Spain, actually. Yeah, really. First of all, it was green everywhere and just beautiful. Uh, we went in November and it was getting chilly, but we right. just were, except for at the Tower of Hercules. The Tower of Hercules, um, which is an old lighthouse, Roman lighthouse, we... <laughs> We only had our our light jackets on, which was fine for everywhere else we were, but it was so windy. Yeah. Because we were right on the coast and oh my gosh, we were being blown away. Could have used an extra layer that day. We could have used an extra layer, but it was beautiful. And then what I really liked too is um my favorite place there was Lugo. And Lugo has an old Roman wall that's about two kilometers long. And you can walk on top of it. So as you walk the ramparts, and this is what the locals do. It's a a huge thing. And it's so much fun. They're wide and they're fun to walk. And you can see great views of the city. And we were there, of course, around sunset. And everybody's out just having a stroll. It's beautiful. Well, Lugo did make my list. I was was there with you, too. I was definitely uh, enjoying that place. I didn't have all of Galicia, but I agree with you. The whole the whole region is, you know, make well, that a visit. Well, just an hour from Lugo is Santiago de Compostela, right. where everybody exactly. does the pilgrimage to Santiago. We did not do the pilgrimage. Um, and I mean, no. but well, that not. town, no matter how you get there, by foot or by car or whatever, is amazing. You're going to see pilgrims walking on the road almost all year long. Yeah, and they're so happy to get to the cathedral. When we were at the cathedral in Santiago de Compostela, Compostela, um, the pilgrims that were there 
were just ecstatic. They were excited. They've been walking for X amount of time. Some people had walked for the last week. Some people had walked the last, you month. know, month, different amounts of time. And like I said, it was November. So it was cold. They had some rain that they had to deal with and they were just happy to be there. It was really a neat place. I don't have any desire to walk the, the Santiago de Compostela pilgrimage, but <laughs> I know a lot of people that have and they've the enjoyed St. James it. Way, the, yeah. via Santiago you mm-hmm. see the signs for it everywhere everywhere after you've been there especially and you and you know what it is or after you've I guess done a pilgrimage maybe yeah but in the most far-flung places it's incredible so I didn't want to just pick like one of those little things because we had so much fun on that little road trip well I am a sucker for any Roman ruin yeah so uh, Lugo was definitely on my list so Galicia I would just say Galicia get to Galicia it's beautiful yeah well I had Segovia Segovia is very cool. Again, Roman ruins, although the aqueduct is not in ruins, it's pretty well intact. And it's and amazingly it's one huge. of the largest freestanding aqueducts in the world. Still in pretty good shape from the Roman times with just a few repairs. Um, so it's got that. But it also has a really beautiful 12th century Alcazar. Castle. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's it's almost fairy tale like different that, colors. Yeah. The cathedral just rises up f- from miles away. You can see it as you're approaching the city. That's very cool. And the food again is and the food, spectacular. Of course, is great. Mm. Oh, and we stayed at this really cool hotel that was again a, a renovated mansion right in the in the center. In Spain, they have a heritage a lot of heritage places that they um, rent out for overnight stays. Yeah. And we've stayed in things Old from mansions, palaces, convents. Yeah. Convents, monasteries. Yeah. It was one of um, those. All of those. And we tried to do that the whole way because it was just so unique and everything had its own personality and most of them serve food, which was really nice. So that's where we wanted to go. We'll put the link for those in the show notes as well. Well, I did not pick Segovia. No. I picked Merida, but Merida is very similar to Segovia in a lot of ways. It has a bridge, Roman bridge. It has a Roman aqueduct. It has lots of Roman ruins. ruins. Amphitheater, yeah. But really, I mean, and it wasn't just Merida. It was more kind of the whole Extremadura region, which is Mm. a mountainous part of central Spain and Here's why I picked it because of the pigs. It's all about the food. Oh my gosh. The pork in Merida was the best pork I've ever eaten. That was just regular pork. It wasn't any, it wasn't even Iberco. Right. Jamon Iberco. We ate lots of that too. And in fact, we took one home on our last trip. But, um, but this is where you have the Pata Negra or the Blackfeet pigs. Um, where they and, and we they saw call, them running around, and we saw them everywhere, and eating up the acorns. They were eating acorns. They were covered in mud. They were so darn cute. Okay, so if, if I'm going on the Roman ruins, I guess I would have to agree. If we we're going to pick one of the two, well, I mean they're all, they're both great, but yeah, we'd have to pare it down because I would probably go to Merida. But Merida had the food as well. Go to as, Merida by way of Segovia. <laughs> The thing is, there's so much to see. I mean, I, there was a lot of places that I love in Spain that I didn't everywhere. even mention. Exactly. There's tapas everywhere. Mm. Anyway, so I, I picked Merida. You picked Segovia. Um, I love, 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 love the pork there. Like I said, it was just a regular pork dish. It wasn't even mm. um, jamón iberico, which we love. It's just good food. 
where was your next place? Well, okay, so I think I may have lied earlier. Oh, yeah. Of course you did. Okay, so I said the first place I went to in Spain was Madrid. But that, I... I'm not, you know, the timing is not very clear. You in know, my when head. you're talking 40 years ago. Exactly. Um, we may have gone to Spain before that trip. I think we did. We, after, shortly after Devin was born, we had this little Volkswagen Polo that we bought brand new. The exchange rate was ridiculous in our favor. Uh, 14,000 mark car ended up costing us like $3,000 brand new. Brand new. So, one summer, we I got three weeks of leave, and we just threw a bunch of stuff in the car. I think it was probably our first real big road trip as a family. Ever. It definitely uh, was. Grabbed a map and head south down the Audubon out of Germany, down through Switzerland. Italy. To Italy and to the French Riviera. Mm-hmm. And then we followed the coast all the way down into, the, into Spain and the coast of Brava, the coast of Del Sol. And I think the furthest south we made it was to Granada and the Alhambra. Yes. And the Alhambra is really probably the most incredible place in Spain. I have to agree with that. Uh, it's an old, it's an old Muslim palace because the Muslims Muslim were palace, kicked out of Northern Africa. Muslim royal city, I think. Yeah. Not just the, the palace. Oh yeah. Nazarene palaces. And yeah. the general life gardens. Uh, and after the Moors were conquered in Spain by Isabella and Ferdinand, they took that as their royal palace. So unlike uh, so many other things that were destroyed uh, in the 15th century. Yeah, these are intact. It stayed intact and never beautiful. suffered any real damage other than regular time. Uh, so yeah, 1492... Christopher Columbus was sailing the ocean blue. He was sent there from the palace of Alhambra. Well, and when we first went there, I mean, years and years and years ago, when Devin early eighties, when when Devin was an infant, um, we could do anything we wanted inside the the grounds. They didn't have, they had tourists, they had plenty of tourists, but right. nothing like, of course, there is today. And I mean, I remember sticking her up into, oh yeah, a little alcove, a little alcove beautifully <laughs> carved with the Muslim sort of arch on top of it. It was beautiful. Um, but you wouldn't be able to do that today. In fact, today they were like, don't touch the walls. Don't do no, this. Don't take pictures with a flash. And you shouldn't because, of course, it, it erodes. And we were, um, we didn't do any damage, but, you know, just your the oil on your fingers. Exactly. It's bad for it. But it, I remember being beautiful then. And I, when we went back. Oh, it's had so much restoration. It was beautiful, too. It is yeah. incredible. And it, it seemed like it was bigger when we went back the second time, but it just could Maybe be there that was I more forgot. That had been restored and opened, or yeah, you know, or I forgot. It went through a know. major um, restoration. And then Granada, down below the Nazarene palaces, um, the whole downtown area is very cool. The city and center is beautiful. All yeah. kinds of ethnic foods. If you're tired of Spanish food, which I never get tired of, but um, all kinds of different things you can eat. A lot of sort of Mediterranean taste or Middle Eastern taste and Northern African yeah. taste. So it was, it's all very good. Beautiful place. 
I, I definitely think that if you're getting out of the cities and going someplace, that would be high, 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 high on yes. your list. I, I don't think and people should go to Spain and not site. go to Alhambra. Yeah, it is, it is a World Heritage Site. So I highly suggest you go. Um, you do need to buy your tickets ahead of time if you go yes. to um, yeah. Granada. And it's a timed entry. So make sure you buy your, your ticket, your, your timed entry, and then go earlier. Before, but here's a like tip three for three or four hours before it. As soon as it opens in the morning, you want to get there. Have your timed entry for more like 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, midday. And then spend the morning exploring the grounds, the gardens, going into the castles uh, and up to the top of the tower before your timed entry. Because it's, I mean, it's not going to be cool at that time of day, but it's going to be a lot cooler than it is in the afternoon after you've gone through uh, through the controlled area with the timed entry. But with any timed entry, here's a pro tip that we have. Any timed entry, let's say most of the times they do it on either 15 minute increments or half an hour increments, whatever it is. So like ours was, I think, 1030. Yeah. I think ours was 1030. So there was 50 people who are going in at 1030 with us. Well, you don't want to walk around with 50 people. That's not the reason you're there. Right. So just take your time at the very beginning and sort of let the group get ahead of you. Right. And just make sure you're going like, say, like you're really starting about the 10 or 12 minute mark. And then most of the people will be gone ahead of you. There will be some stragglers here and there, but nothing like the whole 50. And then you also have, and you have you're also meeting the, the people. That are coming up behind you. Yeah. So it's kind of like hang back, but just kind of be aware of the timing that you're hanging yeah. back so that you can not have as many people in your photos, yeah. which is important to and me. And once you go in, in that, in this museum, at least there's no one pushing you onto the next place. It's you're just, you're well, just getting most, through the main door. That's how most time, time entries are. This so just you can take your time. Yeah. And yeah, they didn't, there was no time limit on how long you could be in. So yes, that's a, that's a great tip. Stay and don't worry about being in the front of the line. Come in at the end of the line. So most of those people have already cleared that first room. Oh, and you can't bring anything in at, when we went bigger than a handbag. Uh, so don't get to the front of the line with your stroller and your backpack and have to go back out of the line to stow everything into the lockers. There are lockers there. Go ahead and be ready for it before your timed entry. So we're, I think we're in agreement. We're going to put that at number yeah, one. Definitely. It's number one, folks. We've decided. And it really should be because it's, it, it was just such a great period of Spanish history. Okay. So what haven't I told you about? Um, the only thing left on my list is. No, that's it. Oh, no. I have one more. Jaref de la Jaref. Frontera. Yeah. De la Frontera. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. So we both have that on our list. So this is another thing we've done okay. a couple of times. Um, there's an Air Force base in Rota, Spain still today. Is mm -hmm. it Air Force a Navy, Navy or is it mostly Navy now? It's Navy. There's a small Air Force detachment on Okay. It. We used to be Air Force, so that's why I always think of the Air Force first. And we have good friends who are stationed there, and they've been there for a few years. So like I said, we go back to Spain quite frequently to see them. But when the kids were toddlers, we went to Rota and we stayed on the base 
and Jim was still active duty. I may have, I don't think I was still active duty. You were just active duty. And we used to, we got a babysitter and we took a, a trip to Hereth where you get to see the flamenco dancers and right. drink sherry. It's known for its yeah, sherry. Yeah, the region is known for its sherry. We took the girls back there when they were in high school and we did the exact same tour, basically. Um, so we didn't get them babysitters. And I think Devin was maybe in 11th grade and Erica was in, you know, ninth grade. And so they weren't old enough to drink or anything, but... but they were old enough to taste. But they were old enough to taste. And this is Spain. And it's Spain and so it's a tour. And actually, they probably were old enough to drink. Uh, yeah, I think the drinking age was it's not existing. I don't really. know what it is now, but I think at the time it wasn't a problem. At any rate, they were served every quite time frequently. Get, every time we'd get a taste, everybody would get a, a glass for, to taste. Which they didn't really care for because, you know, it was not to their taste. They were kids. But cherry's a pretty strong flavor. It, it was delicious for us. And we drank and then we were waiting for the flamenco. And I remember that they both fell asleep before the flamenco even started. Because well, it I doesn't don't know start until like midnight. Because they didn't drink any of their tastings. I had to drink all of their tastings. So instead of just the one taste, like everybody else was getting each of the different places we went, which each different bodega would give you three uh, or four of their best sherries or wines to taste. So I would end up with my three or four Devin's three or four and Erica's three or four. Yeah. Because you don't want to send it back. That's rude. But it is, it is one of the towns that's, um, <laughs> that Flamenco is known for. Yes. And also, um, like I said, it's a Sherry town, but then we went back, um, not too, too long ago. And in that town, we, with our friends, we went there to the, uh, horse school, the Royal Andalusian school of Ec of equestrian, equestrian art art and that was super was cool too show. um they're the i forget what kind of horses they are andalusian andalusian anyway they're beautiful and we saw everything from the guy working in the leather um the oh, leather yeah, the workshop saddle making. saddle making and we saw um different trainers with different horses around the property and then of course we went to a show while we were there as well and the things that they teach these horses to do and the shows and the that they do and the riders of course it's just amazing it was a great day yeah so that's that's high on my also list also has too. a castle an old Moorish oh, yeah. castle there's plenty of, uh, there's an Alcazar there's cathedral, all kinds of things to do there great food yeah and I would say um, and I wrote this on um, on somebody else's blog one time. I was doing a guest blog. I would say it's probably one of my favorite places in Spain for kids. Yeah. Because there is a lot to do oh, there. There's a lot the to horses. learn. Maybe not the sherry part. <laughs> <laughs> but the sherry was good for you adults. Yeah. Um, but that was on my list as well. But not really. I mean, I was like, do I put it in the list? Or, eh, well, I think, I think that's an important place. So what is our top five? Granada has to be on there. Yeah. I think you did Menorca and I did Mallorca. Right. So maybe if we, we combine like those. If we both and love just Ibiza. just say Balearic Islands and try to get to as many of the sites as you can while you're there. I would say, I mean, even in five days, you could see quite a bit because we yes. had nine days and we spent the whole time just traipsing around different islands and it was a great amount of time. You could, we could have used more. We could have used more though. I don't think you could have done, we could have done Menorca as a day trip. I don't think the ferry really worked the schedule for a day trip. Um, but Ibiza, but Ibiza it did. worked just fine. And so you could like base yourself in my, on Mallorca for half 
or for the majority of it, and then maybe an overnight on Menorca. And get, well, we also and get to Mahone and get to Forts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So there's more to do there. I mean, you can spend as much or as little time as you want. And no matter how much time you're there, you're going to have a good time. Uh, so the Balearic Islands. And you can take a ferry from mainland Spain to get there. Or you can fly in. Fly it's in, easy. Yeah. It's a long ferry. But... Um, so I say Granada, Mallorca, uh, Balearic Islands. Oh, and, you know, Balearic Islands. But Balearic Islands. It's hard to say. Anyway. Because it is a popular destination among other Europeans, there's a lot of cheap flights there. Ryanair, uh, Virgin. How did we get there? I think we flew Ryanair. To Barcelona. To Barcelona. I think we took the ferry from Barcelona. No, no. Because we, we met up with them there. From Barcelona we yeah, took the ferry? Yeah, I think so. I'll check my notes. Anyway, we've done so much. Your memory taken... is usually more spot on than mine. So yeah, I'm pretty mine, sure that's Mine ends up being kind so of I say, Okay, so let's say Granada. This is easy. Granada, Balearic Islands, and her Islands, and her Now what? Uh, Galicia. Well, Galicia, for sure. Yes, because we both love Lugo. Oh my gosh. And just the whole region. Well, and you know what's nice about Galicia too? That whole northern uh, edge of Spain, all the way across, it's green. Yeah. And it's cool. It's a different feel. It's a, it's a different climate than the rest of Spain, which for me is kind of important because I'm, I'm, I like sun as much as the next person, but I would much rather have greenery around me. Yeah. So, I'll, okay. So. Uh, then Galicia, and then... We, do we have a number five? We have to pick from El Rocio, Merida, or Segova. Se Segovia. And they're all amazing mm. places. But... but Maybe El Rocio. El Rocio. And it's also... Isn't that because down it's so near different Portugal? than everything else. It, it's in the southwestern so corner, of, yeah. You could add that to you getting into another country and getting Portugal. Portugal. And, and it's very unique. Yeah. I think it's the most unique thing. Time well, it with a good uh, migration of the flamingos or some which other is birds, summer. and you'll really have a special trip. Yeah, I think so too. So we got five. We got five, but we didn't even talk about Sevilla. Oh no, we didn't talk about Sevilla. We Salamacar, didn't talk about Barcelona. Barcelona. Oh, we've been. I mean, Zaragoza. Hmm. Mm. So many, there's so many, and we didn't really talk about beaches that much because true, we just don't. But another place that you can go while you're in Spain, and it's, it's not the Spain. best thing to do, it's one of Gibraltar. the best things is to go to Gibraltar. I knew you were thinking that I didn't <laughs> put it on my list because it's not Spain. I, I didn't put it on my list either because it's not but, Spain. Oh yes, but it is definitely an added bonus in I my do opinion. Love Gibraltar, and you can take a day trip out of Gibraltar too. Tangiers, to t which we did. We took it. We did it's a day a trip, trip to Tangiers one year, but we, then we did went back to Morocco for two weeks later yes, on. Because a day trip to, to Tangiers is not enough. Yeah, nowhere's near enough. Uh, well, you know, if you're down in El Rocio and Jerez, you could base yourself somewhere in that area, and you could still get to, uh, still get to, Gibraltar. Do something in Sevilla. They have a beautiful Alcazar there. And of course, the cathedral. Christopher Columbus's tomb is there. Sevilla is amazing. Mm. Remember the oranges in the courtyards? Oh, we yeah. were there in December one year. Beautiful. And, and okay. that's just it. I think if you wanted it's to so know hard the to come best down to a time, top five. The best time to go to Spain is anytime. When anytime you, can get, you can get there, go. The weather's 
not always going to be the absolute best, but even the winter up in Galicia, which is northern, was just kind of a little rainy and windy. It wasn't summer in the south. It's going to be hot. It's not a humid hot. Everybody always says that. Oh, yeah, but it's a dry heat. Yeah, it's still hot. It's hot. But it's okay. We've got we've got thousands of pictures where we are so flushed from the heat. <laughs> but that's okay. People love hot. All right. So we got our five. We would put them in order or just keep them in five. The Alhambra, I think for sure, would be number one. Uh, maybe I would say Galicia, number two. Just because it's so different than the rest of Spain. Uh, the Balearic Islands, I would put number three. And Jerez de la Frontera, number four. And I would say El Rocio, number five. El Rocio, number five. But go to all those Roman yeah. ruins, too. All over the place. Roman yeah. ruins, Moorish ruins, all kinds of good stuff. All righty. Um, we want to thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. We want to encourage you to start planning some trips. Hopefully this pandemic will be over relatively soon. I am chomping at the bit to get out of here. It's been pretty rough, pretty rough the last, I don't know, few months, especially with the uh, with looking at winter coming. I just feel like oh, yeah. I need to get out. But good news, Canada's open to us now, and we're only a few hours from it. So we're heading there soonish. All right. Well, thanks for joining us on Streets and Eats, where we really want to encourage you to savor your travels. Don't forget to hit subscribe. Join us on Facebook. And until next time. Ciao ciao for for now. now.